Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. Just a quick spoiler alert. Today we're going to be talking about American Horror Story Season 6 up to Episode 3, Atlanta Season 1 up to Episode 5, Designated Survivor up to Episode 2, and the entire first season of Fleabag. Enjoy. All right, everyone, and welcome back to SCTV for ScreeningClub.com, where we break down the latest in television entertainment for you each week. I am back again uh, with my two associates, my brother Chris and our good friend Mike. How's it going, guys? Going great. Not bad, not bad. Good to be back. You enjoy uh, your week of uh, TV watching? I did, I did. Did you? Uh, well, it was a mixed bag a little bit for me, but but yes, yes, I think uh, I'll be happy to get into it. I jumped into a couple of a uh, couple of things you guys clued me in on last week, so uh, mm-hmm. looking forward so, to it. So many shows, man, and too many shows. <laughs> so little time to watch them all, but I I did my best this week to watch as many as I could. Yes, so many shows, yeah, and I. Uh, feel like I did a pretty good job, uh, and, uh, you know, ironically, we'll start with one that I haven't watched, uh, but I know that both of you watched the new, uh, the new Marvel show, right? Luke, yep. Luke Cage, which is streaming, right? Yeah, it's a new Netflix show. New Netflix. Most show. of Marvel shows are on Netflix other than Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Okay. And, uh, you, you both watched it? Yep. Just, just, just this the first morning I watched it. Just the first episode. Just the first episode, yeah. yeah. The first episode, okay. One well, of 13. Mm-hmm. All right, so why don't we get some thoughts? Uh, there was a pretty good amount of hype surrounding this show, right, Chris? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So Marvel and Netflix, their team up there, it's doing, they're doing something pretty innovative, I think, in, in the TV realm, where in on the cinematic universe and the cinematic level, it's all the same universe, but you'd get these Iron Man 1, the four, first Thor in there, these introductions to these characters, whereas in Marvel... You get an origin series. So Jessica Jones got her first series, uh, first season of her series, kind of introducing her character. Daredevil got his first season introducing his character. But Luke Cage, the star of his own series, was actually in Jessica Jones. So we've seen a little bit more of him than usual, and it's now he's finally in the limelight, having his own struggles in Harlem. Uh, hero for hire, as he's known. Interesting. So that's where we pick up. That's where we pick up. He's doing some menial labor. Kind of. He's a reluctant hero. He he has this immense power, but he doesn't want to be known for it. So does he feel the call to save everyone? And what is his power? Yeah. What is the Luke Cage ability? Luke Cage's power is think of like Superman, except he can't. He can't fly. He doesn't have like heat vision. He's just literally a man of steel. Okay. He's super strength, and he's bulletproof, and all right, he, he like can't get cut. Does he have a weakness that we know about, or we shouldn't? He, not not that I've seen so far. I think his weakness is what lies between the ears, and in the chest. Ooh, now th- wow, <laughs> he's he's a sounds sensitive, like a horrible guy. He's a sensitive heart. Yeah, like he's, he's a reluctant hero. <laughs> So he must be, he's doing manual labor, you say? or what? Manual labor, like the the series begins and he's sweeping up a, a, 
barbershop talking NBA. Why why wouldn't a man like this be doing like lifting <clears throat> large things, you know, this this sort of work? He wants to blend in. He doesn't want to draw attention to himself. But that, okay. that doesn't that doesn't interest him. He just sort of wants to be a fly in the wall as he yeah. navigates his life in New York yeah. City. Um so to get into it a little bit on my end, uh, you mentioned him and Jessica Jones, um, mm-hmm. the show that came out last year, a show that I, I mostly liked. It was, by the end, I yeah. thought it had sort of exhausted its, uh, it's welcome. Yeah. Exhausted. It's welcome, whatever. But, um, and he was pretty good in that. He was a pretty interesting side car- character, uh, probably wasn't even the most interesting side character in the show. So I had some questions at the time, whether or not he could carry his own series. Um, And in the one episode that I've seen, I'm still uncertain about that. I don't, I'm not so sure that the pilot did enough to establish him as this, this front and center protagonist that we're going to follow through a 13 episode season. Um, the thing about him, sorry to interject, is he's he's a little bit one note. He yeah he he, he is like keep saying it because he's a reluctant hero and he has these feelings, but that's all we really know about him right now. He's just struggling with these these powers that he has, and I think that if the show is going to succeed past the first episode, it'll be in creating a more dynamic character. He, he's one note, but so is I. I felt so much of of the show in general as constructed in the first episode um i i didn't sense a single like three-dimensional character that we were we were introduced to in the, in the first episode granted it is just the first episode yeah, there, yeah i can there needs to be no but i can see what some time devoted to um introducing these characters but i just didn't get the sense that any of them were 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 real like fully developed people even uh, for a first episode it seemed a little thin very thin yeah um, I think the show does well in establishing the tone, the mood, the world, just sort of that that gritty sort of uh, almost black exploitation esque yeah. genre mm-hmm. that the show kind of really delves delves deep into. But I just was I walked away f- feeling little reason to continue, wanting to continue. Ooh. Well, you, Mike, you started. So, Marvel and Netflix, Marvel and Netflix's partnership, the crown jewel of that partnership is Daredevil. It's their most successful Netflix series. It's huge. It's on its second season as opposed to these. And Jessica Jones are on their first season. But you started it and you didn't finish it, right? Correct. Yeah, I only (laughs) watched about three or four episodes of Daredevil season one. Not so much because I didn't didn't enjoy what I was watching mainly because there were other Netflix series that I mm-hmm. preferred to watch and that just I never got back around to it. It kind of just got lost in the shuffle of all the other shows. But also you you're not that you're not like a huge Marvel yeah, fan. Um I've made no secret in the past about just how kind of exhausted I am by this the oversaturation of superhero movies and now TV shows that are just being thrown at us. Literally, like every single day, every week. <laughs> I could give you have you have the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Now you have the Marvel TV Universe. You have 
three or four other superhero shows on network TV, not to mention the DC universe, the 20th Century Fox. Well, that's a good point that you bring it up. The X Men series, like I am a huge Marvel fan, and the way I am able to cope with all these Marvel properties on TV and, and through the films is that is that they're in, they're all interconnected. So the TV universe and that's not enough. Movie universe is all interconnected. It is, it is enough for me because in the first episode, you know, there's callouts to the incident from the first Avengers. Yeah, the these, hours we're getting force fed. The Chris. hours upon hours that you have to invest in these properties leading up to the, like the the big team up version just doesn't feel worth the time that's, at, least, at least to me that's another thing jeff all of these netflix shows are eventually going to combine forces in a avenger style netflix series called the defenders but these <laughs> that these individual series are not going to stop once they team up they're just going to no, keep not. going they're going to keep producing just like their the movies own independent just like seasons. the movies continue but listen i totally i'm like a marvel head I'm a big Marvel guy, wow. so I'm big, the Marvel and, guy, and that should tell you that should tell you how bad Agents of Shield is that I don't watch it. Wow, because I can't I can't deal with it how bad it is. Even though Ghost Rider is in this season, I'm very excited. But Ghost Rider should have his own Netflix show if I had my way. But my point, what I wanted to bring up is that so all of these shows are they're all interconnected with the movies. It's all this one cohesive universe, and DC doesn't do any of that. And I know that Arrow's huge, Flash is huge on TV, uh, Legends of Tomorrow is huge, and well, they, they have Supergirl, um, too. They have Supergirl, which is going to be crossing over with The Flash, I believe, this, so, this season. Uh, Supergirl's, a couple, couple of the other CW Supergirl's changing channels. She's mo- That's right. The show's moving to CW, and they're going to consolidate the universes together, because... They had a Flash crossover, but it was interdimensional, because they were in two different TV universes... Whoa. It's a whole mess. It's a, it's an entire mess. How do you it? reconcile two different series? One in which Superman does exist, another in which he does not exist. How does that work? How does how are they going to fix it? It's probably going to fix it by them melding the universes together through some interdimensional what, nonsense. What a <laughs> contrived <laughs> yeah. nonsense. Yeah. And they're huge shows. If but wouldn't it be great if Ben Affleck's Batman lived in the same universe as this Supergirl show? No, I think it would be it would be interesting. It's interesting in the same it's interesting in the same way as Captain America. They they talk about Tony Stark in this in in this Luke Cage opener. If I never see Superman (laughs) as currently constituted in the DC cinematic universe again. It'll be too soon. But <laughs> did you know that Superman's going to be in this new season of Supergirl? Casted a completely a different, different actor. Version, yeah, it's insane. It all feels like it all feels like all those DC shows are a waste. Whereas at least there's something to build upon and something to pull out of and make callbacks on in this show. I don't know. It seems to me uh, like a little bit of a weak thread, Chris. I don't know. Is is that really enough to? You just well, have that thread well, running through. No, and no, can... no. These shows have. These shows have fun things going on independently. It's just, it's cool to have this backdrop and be in the same universe. Uh, but I want something else with Luke Cage that I really like. There's a huge hip hop influence in the show. It's set in Harlem, uh, and every episode is titled a gangstar song title, hmm. which is pretty cool. Even though it's not as novel as some people would think, True Blood did this. 
every single episode is titled a different song title that then plays over the credits. So that Grey's Anatomy. Great. It's not that special of a thing. <laughs> it's been done before. But uh, but like in in Cottonmouth's office, you see the big Biggie poster right, right behind right, him, right. and uh, a dude from the tribe called called Quest uh, is doing is helping out with the score. So there's a lot of good creative music energy behind this show, which I think definitely Cottonmouth. Shows off. Bring cool. it back to him. Um, that is the, the the sort of bossed kingpin. Yeah, the kingpin of Harlem, um, if you will. He's played by Ahershala Ali. Oh, Remy Danton. Remy Danton on House of Cards. Um, House of Cards is a series that has quite a few extremely thin, one-note, <laughs> bland, boring characters. Sure. Um, I I felt this way for a while. There is no more one-note, bland, boring character on that show than Remy Danton in his portrayer, <laughs> Mahershala, Mahershala Ali. And I don't feel he's any better in this show. I disagree. Well, I don't know about this show, but Remy, <laughs> Remy's got some... I don't know how deep we want to go in on these things, but Remy Danton, you know, he, he's in love with that girl. He's working for the president at one point. He's got... It's not that his character has... isn't doing interesting things. It's that he's portrayed by someone who just... I. I don't feel. Oh, you don't think he's good pops actor? off the screen? I think he's okay. I Fair think enough. he's quite bland uh, in his delivery of well, Cottonmouth, lines and his Cottonmouth's a cool character because he's a little bit more like suit and tie evil, whereas Kingpin, he's suit and tie evil, but that facade fades away very quick. This is boring. All right, give me any other thoughts on on this episode on. Luke Cage. Oh, I'll give you a good, nice quick hit within a quick hit. Not yet, not yet. But, uh, so, the character, if you noticed in the opening, in the opening scene when they're in the barbershop, there's a character playing chess. You know that guy? Yeah, he's on This Is Us. That's the thing. That, and Mr. Robot. That guy has, like, cornered the market on playing, like, the old guy that hangs around, like, these <laughs> neighborhoods. He's also in the get-up. He's the father in the get-up. <laughs> And he plays the exact same character in all these things, just like the old guy that's there to dole out wisdom he to all the youngins. He plays Sterling K. Brown's biological father in This Is Us, and I was wondering if maybe <laughs> that's where he he runs off to when he, when he t- <laughs> takes takes the money for for the bus ticket, oh, <laughs> where, yeah. he, where he hangs out all day before yeah, returning he back. Plays, to... Yeah, he plays chess with Luke Cage. But, uh, it's nice to make up things in your mind. I have the episode. My rule of thumb with these genre action type shows is... Um, particularly with their pilot, is within the first, like, five, ten minutes of the show, they have to do something to really sort of excite the viewer, to draw the viewer in, to pique their interest into wanting to watch the rest of the show, the rest of the series. I didn't get that sense at all with this. I thought it was just a really slow burn, like, stood idle for, like, the first 50 minutes of the show before delivering our first... The first instance of Luke Cage doing anything with his powers. Well, this is probably they, it. Gave us one like five minute scene towards the end, and it wasn't enough to really excite me about Luke Cage as a character. It might be presumptive, but I I would guess I would wager that they are assuming that you already watched Jessica Jones and already. But were this familiar is this with is its character. own show with its own yeah style and tone, and I think it it would have served it well to give us something like an action, in the first an action set piece first fun action set piece in the first 10 minutes to really 
further set that tone for the rest of the show, and it didn't do that. Mm-hmm. I think it's a fair point, but you disagree, Chris? No, I agree. The The pilot is, didn't set the world on fire. It's definitely just a, like, if you like Luke Cage, here's a little bit more Luke Cage. and then. But I, I'm confident that it's going to flesh out the world, and more than anything, you know, I'm excited to see what sort of, who, who pops up. Is the Iron I Fist going to pop up? I already up? saw Rosario on the cover art. On the cover, yeah. So, she, I assume she'll be back. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, Maybe Jessica Jones will be back as well. We'll see how things unfold. Uh, but let's talk a little bit uh, American Horror Story. Oh, yes. So we're on episode, or chapter three. It's the most recent episode this, this week. And since last time... I have watched all three, so I can join in on the on the fun. How are you feeling? But now, um, welcome to the club. First of all, thank you, thank you. I think overall, I found it uh, interesting. It engaged me. Uh, not the best thing I've ever seen, um, but I'm definitely interested to see how things uh, how things unfold. What, what did you guys think? Well, do you know what the, you know what the episode title was called? How do they title those episodes? I believe it's just chapter three. Cha- oh, it's in chapters? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I had... I think the thing... that If if we want to get into a couple of specific details about the show, just, just things that stayed in my mind. Um, and I know, Chris, you uh, refused to, to, to watch Yeah, I'm still show. out, and they tried to suck me back in, uh, but yeah. I still refused. But it would be interesting to hear what Jeff feels about the show, because you've... You're giving me a smile like I'm going to say something rude, but it's not. I'm okay. not. I'm about to be really nice to my big brother. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. So you haven't watched a lot of American Horror Story. You skipped the last two seasons. You watched most of, if not all, I can't remember, of Asylum. I did watch all of Asylum, So, yes. I mean, Jeff left off at a really high note with American Horror Story. <laughs> In Jeff's mind, they've I done skipped, nothing but good I for a while. The, the it's, as if, he, it's as if the previous five seasons have been purged from your mind yeah, he hasn't had the soul crushing fresh, fresh look at at the new season um we're just sort of continuing through the motions of this show within a show conceit through three episodes uh the the episode does sort of peel back the curtain on the mystery of the roanoke colony um and introduced yeah. i thought a fun character i forget his name um, the the psychic the guy? psychic man cricket who, who performs the seance his name is cricket yeah. cricket i liked cricket is he played by uh, an actor that's been no, on the show before he's played by an actor i've i've never seen before Just... yeah he um actually so they they bring him in or he really brings himself in right um to try to find this this missing child the child of flora the... of lee played by angie Bissette, goes missing Okay, from the house. So he comes in like unwelcome, and he's you know he's sort of explaining like I was called here, like you know whatever spiritually. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, now this, and then a bunch of stuff happens with him. My thing here is, so he sort of gives him this this whole like they they do a seance type thing, and they you know he's he's saying how like he he can sense the 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 child Flora is it Flora, and um. Then he comes out with, I think I can find her or whatever. 
just give me tw- 25 grand. And everyone gets wicked pissed, right? Like, everyone is just, like, you know, Cuba Gooding is like, what the fuck? Um, but I was thinking to myself, this guy, he does deserve to get paid for for his work. I don't know how, how you felt. I sort of felt like that's a little bit... That's a little bit rude it, it, to have this. It comes across g- as as disingenuous to trying and sort of twist the knife in the back of of this grieving mother who's who's lost her child to, to then go, yeah, I'll help you find her, but you have to like bankrupt yourself in order for me to. I think if do you're it. if you're gonna buy if you're gonna buy into that you have this power, you're gonna help this family. You'd help find the child, and then after it's all said and done, you hand you hand them the bill. Yeah, but know what? This guy seems like the kind of guy who's been burned before. Like, <laughs> I I could see him go, going in and doing so, something like that, and then the mother goes, "Know what? You helped me find you. You rescued my 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 dead child. I'm I'm all set. You think I'm gonna pay you twenty five grand? So was it played like he was like a legit psychic, or was he? Do you, is it there a chance he could pretty ambiguously? I think. Okay. Yeah. Well. I mean, it's he it, did some stuff that showed he was pretty legit. To, oh, that's to true. Me, right, things did occur in the seance, and then he he brought up something that only Lee would yeah. have known. Okay, okay. In fact, I was don't want to say outraged, but I couldn't believe that they that was the tipping point that made everyone believe him. He was doing some crazy stuff. Well, there there are there are some serious issues with these characters performing. Are behaving very stupidly, very irrationally, um, almost unbe- in almost unbelievably contrived ways. Um, uh, maybe that's just who they are, or maybe that's just the writing, the, the weak writing of the show, <laughs> just sort of betraying the interest of the characters to serve the plot. No question, uh, but... it's it's been a little bit rough in my in in my time since since re- returning. I think. Um... Chris, didn't you mention last week that you know you knew a little bit previously about the Roanoke colony? Do, or did you yeah. just hear, hear well, that's about like it? that's like a famous mystery, one of the earliest settlement European settlements in America. Yeah. A lot of a lot of people leave for a while and then they come back and the settlement's completely deserted. Uh yeah. Like like Croton, like Croton was Croatoan. carved with Croton, yeah, it was carved that, into a tree. That was mentioned quite a few that times. That word, yeah. That, came, yeah. Came and out, uh yeah. and By those feral boys. And yeah. all the all the suckling feral boys. <laughs> <laughs> all leather bound books were like half eaten, like something had really gone wrong. Wow. And uh but a lot of people feel of course it's like with any with any question like that, people are like, Oh, aliens came, blah blah blah. <laughs> but most or like or like, oh Native Americans came and like slaughtered them all and like captured them. But the general consensus is that there was a particular, if you look back at the weather records, there was a particularly hard winter that year. So probably crops dried up. And, uh, so they had to resort to eating, like they had to resort to some pretty like rough stuff. Fair and then, then the people that, and then they just decided to leave. That's, uh, that's interesting. And we did dig a little bit into that sort of Roanoke backstory Another little bone I have to pick uh, to get into too crazy de- detail yet, but when we sort of got the uh, the Kathy Bates backstory, like we dove right into, I guess courtesy of Cricket. Yeah, yeah. We well, n- and you know, not not to give away everything, but so we we learned where she she comes from and what the 
what the story is. One thing I, I gotta pick this this bone. So she, uh, I'm gonna struggle for the exact details, but she was the wife of the the colony leader, right? I believe is that so. Correct? Yeah. And then stuff happens. He has to leave. She's put in charge. They sort of oust her, leave her in the forest. Um, she has an encounter with, I believe, is it Lady Gaga? Okay, L- L- Lady Gaga appears. She returns. Then, like, Kathy Bates just takes on, like, 16 men, like, and, like, a, a, a eliminates two, two of them and just re- regains c- control. Like, that doesn't yeah. make se- sense to me. Is it just she has, like, the, the powers now? The magic spirit of, of Lady Gaga. Yeah. Her. Oh, Lady Gaga is, like, a mystical character? Yeah. I, I mean, love Lady Gaga for those things. She almost Big Lady Gaga of, She almost reminds me of the witch in... Oh, like seducing just people like a, being yeah, like, I can, gi- I can give you these powers. Of evil forces. All right, that's pretty dope. Um, she do- she's up to some interesting bits with Cuba Gooding Jr. towards the end. Yeah, the O.J. Simpson let Lady Gaga sex scene. What? Oh. Which was quite disturbing. Wow. It was probably the most, well, the pig teat sucking feral boys. That uh, was we've all been, been there. Um... <laughs> That was that. That was strange. So yeah, really provocative imagery uh, to open and close uh, close this episode. Which I mean, last season there were some American pretty... Horror Story is always known for. Yeah, Lady Gaga had some pretty explicit sex scenes, explicit in more ways than one. Can I ask, Chris? So you knew this word Croatoan before? I didn't know that. Well, I definitely yeah. I didn't know it offhand, but I knew it was carved. I knew a word like that was carved into a tree. Not related to the show. No, not related to the show, yeah. And is that just like a mystery? Yeah, just at that colony when when they came back and looked at the deserted place in the tree was carved. Okay. Okay. That's that's interesting. And I mean, I I enjoyed this. Uh I'll say of everything I watched this week, it was not my favorite um but yeah I, I was pretty engaged i'm i'm looking forward to it and what's what's gonna happen i, I do want to raise a i suppose popular fan theory that's sort of circling the barrels of the internet can't wait um that i that i've read brian murphy in an, in an interview mentioned that the first five episodes of this season are going to sort of serve as like the first part before the season sort of turns on its head into its next phase. Five, five part episode could each correspond with the first five seasons of the show. Now there are, there is some evidence to back this up. The first season of the show, murder house about a family moving into a haunted house and being, um, Prayed upon. Fucked with by ghosts. Yeah. Murder House? Very much. Well, the first season didn't have a subtitle. It was just been retroactively. Retroactively. Oh, okay. Titled okay. Murder House. Very much in keeping with what we saw in the first episode of this season. Second season, Asylum. Where we got a lot of um, mistreatment from the caretakers of the Asylum staff. With the residents of the asylum episode two of this season we see nurses Mm, abuse 
elderly mm. patients in their yep. elder yep. home. At season three of the show, Coven, about witches and magic and such and such, we get the seance, we get cricket. Very interesting. Very, yeah. Yeah, very uh, supernatural, this, ep- this past episode. Season four. Um, freak show. Yep. We'll see what episode four of this season has in store for us. If, I mean, I think if we get some freak show-esque happenings in episode four of this season, we could really be onto something here. In episode five, they decide to leave the house and go stay in a hotel for a <laughs> night. I could totally see that, though. Yeah. It all makes sense. They're fed up with all the goings on in the house. Man, yeah. Ugh. Well, I don't share your your Lady Gaga love. I I I just want to say I do love Lady Gaga. I think she's a national treasure. But so far, (laughs) you guys have only served to harden my reserve, my resolve to not watch this show. Wow, you hate Lady Gaga, huh? The second we said she was involved, no, it should really comment on how bad the show is. If my love for Lady Gaga can't drag me to watch it. All we need is a thread from the Marvel Universe and, uh... Yeah. Chris Lahoff. Hey, even I have standards with Marvel. I don't watch Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. I didn't watch, uh, the other one on the cable. Fair enough. We'll, uh, we'll catch back Asian, up. Agent uh, Carter. Yeah. We'll Asian catch Carter. back up with American Horror Story, but let's, um... Let's move on to one that we've all been, been watching, and that's, uh, that's Atlanta. FX show. Uh, you both uh, you both watched up to up to episode five, right? Which yep. which yep. was this this week, and I've caught up on every episode. Uh, well so done. Well I can done. join in. Thank you, and I did really enjoy it. Enjoyed it more than American Horror Story. Um, that's for sure. Uh, so let's um, let's talk about this. Uh, any uh, initial thoughts from you guys on uh, you know the season, but especially this week's this week's episode uh, episode five. The big thing this week, the big shocker for me was when Justin Bieber comes out, and and I was confused at first, but then I realized they were doing like basically what Louis does, where right they have characters play characters that like they have actors play characters that are completely different from the actor. Uh, and once I got that set in my mind, I was thought it was pretty hilarious. I mean, he definitely. I was definitely confused at first, and I noticed it's it's only said I think one time in the whole episode, right? Where or, or Donald Glover says like hey, it's, it's it's Justin Bieber. Then for the entire rest of the episode, I don't think anyone else says Bieber. So that got me wondering: was it just a, a funny joke? Like, oh, here here comes yeah. this this ass, you know? <laughs> yeah, but. I don't think it was. I think he was supposed to be black just, Justin Bieber. No, yeah, I think it was just... <laughs> I thought it was just black Justin Bieber, and that was, like, the nickname of this, this up-and-coming rap star, oh, black okay. Justin Bieber. But I think you're, you're probably... I took right. it as the, the Louis <laughs> thing. Like how Louis's wife and... Louis's right. wife and... Louis's ex-wife in real life and his kids are all also white, but it's played by the black actors. Is that right? Who? Louis's wife. Louis oh, Black yeah. Wife is didn't, the yeah. wife of Sterling K. Brown. I didn't, I didn't put that two and two together. Okay. Very nice. Very nice. But beyond that, I thought it was, I thought like all Donald Clover scenes up in the special management section were really cool and kind of illuminating to how like once you're in this, when you're, once you're in this quote unquote club, like you just get handed 
handed things, and it's just about breaking through that barrier. It was interesting that whole like that whole thread with you know she approaches him. Uh, is it Janice? I think is the woman's name. Yeah, I think that was her name. Uh, she she approaches him and takes him into this whole world, and he's you know obviously he's not the correct person. Yeah. Um, and they take him up there, and uh, I. Th- I thought it was was funny. It was this this roller coaster. Where it was like you know who the hell is this? And then whoa, we're getting to this awesome world. And then like I'm gonna spend the rest of my life making sure you're you're, you're screwed over. Yeah. At at the end, many cops do it. He he is not. I am not this person. And she did she she didn't she care. Didn't seem to right? understand. Yeah, she, she was she, she was care. out of it. <laughs> but I mean, he made connections though, which which made me think that in future episodes things are gonna kind of escalate for him because he got cards. He got. Like people said they were looking for his sort of thing and then they would think about him. And he was all he was saying his real name to them. Yeah, that's so I assume in future episodes, you know we're gonna start seeing That's true. More I mean more. I um I also have some, some thoughts about what else went down at the at the basketball game. The um, fight. Yeah, the fight paperboy and and Justin. Just so funny their scene all of their scenes together yeah. were terrific again that actor that plays Paperboy is such a revelation to me I think he yeah, he's, he's the star funny. of the show in, yeah. my, in my opinion yeah and he did not disappoint he's um he's he's really good uh, of course our, our friend Brian Tyree Henry um playing Paperboy uh I thought it was was funny first of all Shout out to Urkel on the basketball court. Did it, did anyone see him? Hell yeah. Urkel was the man who tried to talk Paperboy down. Uh, sure. This this all happened in the span of like five, five seconds, yeah. uh, of course. But uh, that, I think, goes a long way in the acting skills of, uh, what's his name? J- Jaleel... Uh, White. J- Jaleel White, who tried to talk pa- pa- Paperboy down. Uh, and then uh, the, the whole you know hilarious fight, fight thing happened. And then I think... As the show seems to do, there was some some commentary on, you know, clearly Justin Bieber was being, you know, I think there are a lot of lines to draw between like crazy period Justin Bieber when like real life Justin Bieber Mm -hmm. when he was doing a bunch of crazy shit like that is what we were seeing here like the yeah, the, the yeah. evolution of, yeah. of Justin yeah. Bieber over the yeah. bed of this 130 minute episode. Yeah. And uh but then I think you know the the whole ending with Justin Bieber c- comes out and gives like the half-hearted like BS apology and then sings his 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 stupid song. Yeah. And uh everyone, you know, the the camera's showing like everyone, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm into this new yeah. dude and then the uh the, the journalist that he <laughs> that he's courting for an interview all, all episode just just drops all of her her <laughs> integrity her essentially and <laughs> joins in. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, but but she even well she drops some knowledge on him and says like people want to be deceived like this, like people want Justin to be the nice guy. And there has to be a bad guy in that role. Play your role, yeah. Play your role, and you'll go far. And you'll go farther. But we're not even talking about the entire second half of this episode, which is Darian Darius. 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 Going to the gun range. I really like those scenes as well. Yeah, I thought I thought it implemented some really like astute observational comedy. Yeah. Um, at the shooting range, and there's this perception that you can't bring any harm whatsoever to to dogs to animals but yeah. <laughs> shooting at at 
targets made to look like actual human beings is, is okay. Yeah. Darius is so intriguing to me. Like he might actually be my my favorite character. I yeah. think he's got. I yeah. I want to know he's what's a... what's going on. You know. Yep, I'm with you there. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, you know that. Lots of lots of layers there too. Like clearly, you know, he's going in because he has a legitimate concern that he wants yeah. to he wants to protect himself from <laughs> from these rabid dogs, these vicious dogs. Um. And here's here's something that I didn't quite get. So when he goes in, right, he's he's you know making his his exchange with the the gun mm-hmm. shop owner who whoever's at the, the counter, uh, and he makes a comment to him like it, it, it was something like "Have you ever shot before?" or something. And uh, D- Darius goes like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." And he goes in, and then obviously all that stuff happens. Everyone's getting pissed. They're shooting at a dog and they have that whole, whole encounter, which, which we can talk, talk about more. But then the shop owner busts in with a shotgun or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And very angrily like yells, like I told you, like you, you can't be causing, causing trouble and leads him out with, the, with a gun to, to his back. Those two things don't line up for me. Like, wasn't that guy just like, just demonstrated that he didn't even know if, if Darius had shot a gun before, but then he's coming in acting like he's caused trouble b- before or or something, or maybe it, it was just supposed to show like, you know, I, th- there's lots of lots of layers there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it was sort of commenting on the various racial undertones of of that environment. Yeah, uh, he's the one like threatening an appearance black man who's causing an issue there. Appears yeah. to be causing an issue with all these other um, goers of yeah. this of this gun range shooting range. Thing. Yeah. So, so the the easiest solution would be to escort him out <laughs> to appease the the white assholes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, he Darius like so collected though, calm. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. He's a chill dude. Totally. Like, we, and we saw that in the previous episode with. Um, trying to get the money to earn yeah their their adventures through yeah <laughs> just a nice guy he he really is i i enjoy the uh yeah enjoy the character it was just hilarious like the the showdown that that went on in that shooting range like it's such a you know an interesting place to have a show <laughs> like a it was it almost re- reminded me of, it's 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 this world where like yeah we all know that we're all carrying weapons like we're, we're yeah. gonna start start getting pissed <laughs> like yeah it was this interesting world to see them like on the street like like that the like exchanges there and when t- tensions grow there versus like in this controlled in- environment where oh we're all su- supposed to have guns at the gun range was it Someone was shooting. Yeah, I mean, they. uh, I think it was a good point that 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 Darius made. Like, why do you shoot a a picture of a person, and I can't shoot a picture of a dog? Like, it's worse to practice shooting an animal than to practice shooting a person. I also found the line funny when the guy was complaining about the dog poster. He was like, "Hey, you can't be shooting a dog. My kids could be here. (laughs) My kids could be seeing that." That was Never good. mind me shooting a, a, a target in the shape of, of a human being. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. And lots of stereotypes in that scene, and then the two the two guys come out in uh, in support yeah. of 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 Darius. And, yeah. uh, at first, he he seems very thankful, but yeah. then uh, <laughs> sort of uh, 
<laughs> wants to calm things down a little bit. Uh, any other any other thoughts on how about this episode or moving forward? Well, what just, you're you're looking forward to? With just Atlanta, Atlanta as a whole. I think, I think something that's really uh, really comments on how good of a I know Donald Glover didn't like probably didn't write that all these episodes, but as the spearhead of the show, it really shows how selfless he is of how little he is in these episodes yeah. uh if if i was making a show where i was the quote-unquote main character i probably would have a lot less self-restraint and i'd be in way more of the show uh that's there, very true there are like yeah. whole halves of episodes that don't even mention him uh which are i think it shows the maturity of a writer and director if he is doing that that don glover has yeah um absolutely i think he's doing a terrific job of really um, showcasing this world, this universe, these characters and everyone to contrast with Luke Cage, everyone in this show feels like, like a real three-dimensional vibrant person Yeah, that I really do enjoy spending time with. Uh, and I don't know what to look forward to on this show because every week is just a, a different showcase of a different character or a different storyline so every week is it's completely up in the air but it, it's very very exciting all the same you know what it's been it's been great i'm glad you guys got me got me into it i'm i'm looking forward to things on unfolding you know that's why you come to screen club for good oh God, sorry guys no problem having today sctv you come for the best opinions on what shows to watch that you might not have done on tv Although we differ a bit on a on AHS Roanoke, but um, you know that's fair fair game. You know sometimes we we disagree and that's okay. Let's uh, let's move on to some quick hits. Let's talk a little rapid fire about uh, other stuff we've we've been been watching. Um, I know me and you have been watching uh, Designated Survivor. Oh right? yeah, right, Mike. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. So I um, this I is the episode that. Jack Bauer got his groove back. Yeah. <laughs> I would say. Give me a, give me your, your your thoughts, please. Uh, I thought it was a pretty worthy follow up to a pretty average pilot of a, of network drama. Um, parts of it I really liked. Parts of it I could certainly do without. I don't understand why we're spending even a second of of time with his his cliched shitty rebellious teenage son like there are <laughs> there's so much going on on the show that we could be spending so much more time with and yet this show still feels the need to sort of serve that that aspect of it why do we why do we need it 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 doesn't need to exist he that character serves no purpose whatsoever he already has the daughter the young cute rambunctious daughter to sort of showcase uh, his humanity. Why do we need the rebellious son? Why does he need his own storyline in any way? I think now I'm not sure if this happened in the first or second episode because I watched them both this this week. Um, but there's this really to me awkward scene where like it must have been the first ep- episode where the son, the Secret Service goes and finds the son, and then Episode 1, I believe. Okay, and, and then they get taken to the White House, and the son is sitting uh, in the White House, you know, just like talking to his his sister, you know, talking about uh, sitting on, on that, that bed, 
and you know it seems like it's going to be a nice like older brother um you know c- consoling or may you know because it's a crazy thing that's that, that's happening but then i see Kiefer pop out in the background do you do you remember this and then so he pops out in the background he's like looking out of the bathroom into the bedroom where where they're talking and they can't see him and just really awkward to me like he's just like weirdly standing there like smiling sort that's of my boy like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like weirdly standing there smiling like listening to i think it was supposed to be like a nice moment like hey even though we had some trouble with the uh <laughs> you know my son going out partying he backs me up in this private co- conversation with his little sister <laughs> it was just really awkward to, to me i have another uh issue well I mean, there are several obvious blatant issues that that you could take up with the show, but this is Mm -hmm. one that isn't being serviced at all, which is so confusing to me, Um, is the fact that just like 24 hours prior to this this cataclysmic event, there was another family, another president with his own (laughs) wife, his own presumably children living in this house, living in the White House. That have now presumably been eviscerated by this cataclysmic event. We haven't once heard anything about the first lady or or the president's children or the fact that Jack Bauer's kids are now likely sleeping in the beds of 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 the former president's dead children. Like that's so weird. That's a great point. The, the former president of the United States now dead. Like he had his own, all of his possessions, all of his. Yeah. His entire life was out of this, this the White House, and now there's just an, an another family just comes in and and takes over, and it's like not even thought to be mentioned. Yeah, it's um, <laughs> it definitely is. I mean, it's really difficult to know like how how would people really uh, really deal with a uh, with a cataclysmic event like like this so there's really no or not a lot of uh prior standards for on 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 homeland and mr robot like there are these catastrophic events that happen and on both shows it feels like it's it's they take a page out of basically 9-11 where they have on mr robot it's 9-9 they call it 9-9 bombing on, on homeland yeah and it's it's talked about like like you know 9-11 was just talked about and it becomes standard. Like when you say nine eleven, you know exactly what it means. And it seems like that's probably what they should do. That's the blueprint of something yeah, catastrophic there are just happening. So mm. many different layers to unpack with something <laughs> like this. I, I do like that the show is sort of paying, devoting some time to like the prospect of rebuilding the cabinet, sort of reconvening with any surviving members of Congress. Like that yeah. that's all interesting to me. I don't know why he hasn't once mentioned like who is his successor if something were to happen to him. We haven't once that hasn't once been yeah. he doesn't have a vice president. That's I would think that would be priority number one. That should be a get huge me a vice priority, president. Yeah. <laughs> I mean Yeah, there's lots going on and we'll definitely It's just like uh, the show asks asks these these enormous questions but only pays like the surface level devotion to answering them like there's it doesn't dive deep deep enough i think into really like understanding what something like this how something like this could 
occur in. I think yeah, you know, I think that's world. a very good way to put it. Uh, even so, it's interesting to me. I'll I'll keep watching and we'll yeah. we'll, we'll follow I'll up. I'll keep watching. Chris, can you give us a little quick hit on uh, Fear Fear the the Walking Dead? Yeah, I just wanted to bring so bring it up before the season ends. It's, it's ending in a couple weeks, I think. And Fear the Walking Dead is obviously the spin-off series of The Walking Dead, and it's had a troubled past last season and uh, season 2B just came back, and it so far has been marginally better, but it's still set in this malaise of just repeating things that have happened in The Walking Dead philosophically, and it's... i gotta, I got to break it to you guys. I'm not sure if I'm going to be back for season 3. Wow. Yep. It's gotten to the point in the timeline where, you know, the, the novel thing about the first season is in all Walking Dead-related media from that universe. Uh, we hadn't seen what happened right when the outbreak happened. Uh, in the original series, Rick, the main character, wakes up out of a coma in a hospital like eight months later. So you're kind of delved into this already apocalypse, world. But, yeah, but hasn't season two already like reached that point? That's now? the thing. Like, so so the no- what, what? Yeah, the novel thing of the first season is you got to see how society reacts to this outbreak. And but now it's it, it hasn't flashed forward, but we followed them long enough that they know they know mostly what the characters in The Walking Dead know about zombies. They have the same knowledge, uh, and now it's just Walking Dead set in Mexico. Which has some fun, you know, there's some fun, like, hey, we can't speak the language as a lot of, like, the people that we meet, but, uh, it's just, why, I mean, besides, why am I watching this? Besides the characters, is there anything, is there any aspect of that show that distinguishes itself from the mothership? Like, is there, is there any part yeah, it's of in it? Mexico. It's just the characters <laughs> and the setting, everything else feels identical in, yeah. in tone, in execution is it's just a, if anything execution is a little bit less because it's not on the mothership which is but we can talk about this when the walking dead comes comes back and even walking dead is not up to the standards that the walking dead should be walking dead one of the most one of the most if not the most popular show on television needs to have like game of thrones level cgi mm. and some scenes are just baffling how <laughs> low quality but we can get into that to another time but yeah it's about it's about to end and i'm excited for the regular Walking Dead to come back, even though that's not the best. But very interesting. Just wanted to mention insight. that. Yeah, let's uh, let's definitely catch back back up on that. Now we're going to talk about uh, a streaming show. It's Amazon, right? Fleabag. Uh, we're going to talk about the whole first season. It's a short season, right? Yep. Uh, I will break this to you guys right now. I got through about half of the first episode. Uh, and I have not uh, continued watching. I might. Um, I have some. I have some thoughts on it. To tell you the truth, I wasn't. I wasn't huge. About well, did it. you stop out of laziness or out of I didn't want to continue this? Okay, that that was a rude question, Chris, <laughs> uh, and that's fine. But um, <laughs> a little bit of a mixture of both. Uh, but if <laughs> I was motivated, like if it was. I don't know. I think it was a little bit more more engaging. My my real thoughts are okay, I get it. You're a young British woman, you know, who needs to talk about how she's se- sexually active and very hip. Uh I get it. All right? Um 
I'm I'm sure there's other stuff going on that I haven't seen, but I was just I'll, I'll, I'll give it a chance more. I'll, I'll get through the first, the first episode, but I was just, it was okay. I'm not, I, I, like I said, I have only seen probably the first half of the first episode, so I can't give a, uh, truly, um, you know, a, a real opinion on it, but that's, uh, that's how I felt. And that's why I only watched the first half of the first episode, but please, uh, I'll, I'll step aside now and, uh, and let you guys get into I, yeah. I think to describe the show, that character in those, in those terms, um, that, that you just did is, is giving the show a tremendous disservice because I almost think that that's the point of the first episode uh, as we first are introduced to this character, we're meant to believe that she is this one person. But over the okay. course of the six episodes that that we see, it so, sort of slowly peels back the fact that she's much more interesting than that. She's much more... Um, she's a lot more going on than that. She has a lot more going on in her life that we, that we ultimately would would assume. And so I think what they did with the first season is that they introduce us to this this funny, crazy, wild character, and then over time reveal to us that she has this very tragic, sad past, that she's extremely lonely, she's extremely regretful of her actions, and by the time the sixth episode, we, we really understand that in full. Yeah. And really, that the the way she acts in the first episode is really just a face that she puts on to kind of mask what's going on underneath. And that's almost the whole point of the fourth wall breaking. Asides, it's 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 her speaking. It's her delivering this this facade to the, her observers. She wants to put on this front. She wants us to think that she's this person, but just sort of in the cracks of that, we we understand that she's not. She she she's a lot more. She has a lot more going on. Yeah, well, I'm 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 happy to hear that. Well, yeah, I know I know you you yeah. you said it yourself that you like you can't really comment on it because you haven't seen. Yeah, I well, but uh, I, maybe that'll I, get I you to come back. I can't comment well. Yeah. I of course can can comment and did and. Uh, <laughs> you saw, saw how, saw that, how went. that turned out. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Great minds in the clink. Um, but yeah, it's it's true. It it does sound like. Uh, it sort of uh, peels back and becomes something much better than what I uh, yeah what I was seeing. But let me uh, let me let me get on to like the, the season as a whole. It's it's so interesting to have you know like a half an hour series, only six episodes. If a show really moves at a breakneck speed, there's no right. there's no filler in the show, uh, which I found kind of refreshing and kind of like it was over too quick for me. Uh, what what do you think of the season as a whole? I really liked it. Um, I thought the first half was extremely funny, extremely insightful, and the second half um, much more sort of in the middle of this this grief-stricken character. Mm-hmm. We, we really... Um, I just really sort of was was taken aback by by her experiences and how the show dealt with them. And I, I w- walked away really, really satisfied with it. Yeah. Once, we, like during the latter half of the season, when you start seeing more frequent flashbacks to her 
best friend. Uh, that's when it really started sitting in just how, how close they were and how tied her life currently is. Uh, they were co-owners of that cafe. Uh, yeah. it really, it, it sheds new light on that character and it kind of recontextualizes her and it puts a even more like sour note on the, like on the stuff that she ends up doing that ends up hurting her in the end, like all of her outbursts. Uh, that happened, but also it's genuinely funny. It is, um, and it's occupied by these these really fun characters: uh, the sister, the stepmother, the father. They're, they all have their own motivations, thing, motivation going on, uh, and it's just really funny to see the our main character, the protagonist, is sort of thrown into the middle of of, of this life with, with these people, and seeing how she sort of makes the best out of it or makes the worst out of it. However you, however you see it. Um, the episode that takes place at the silent retreat, yeah, I thought was really sort of the turning point of the season. Yeah, There was that line that she delivers towards the end of the episode when she's sitting on outside with the, that banker who had From the first episode. previously been horrible to her. Yeah, <laughs> And they're talking, and he's talking about how all the things he wants in life, to be a better man, to be a better father, to mm-hmm. be better whatever and then we cut to her and she just says um all i ever want to do something to the effect of all i ever want to do is cry yeah and i thought that that was probably the most telling part of the the series as to as to what she was really going through yeah going through yeah now is there a definitive ending are we left on a cliffhanger now uh i don't know i don't know about you but it's gonna it's weird for me to say, but I think that she definitely should have committed suicide at the end. I think that would have put. I think that would have put a That's crazy final note. It would have been super dark, obviously. No, I disagree. I don't think that would have been a good note. That would have been pretty dour. Well, yeah, but I think it would have been. It would have wrapped it up in like a it would have would have been yeah, real. obviously wrapped it up conclusively. But I don't think that, I think that would have been a betrayal of, of that character if she just quits at the end mm, a betrayal how though she's never she but we we see her struggle we see her striving to be better and then at the end she you see her wishing it, to I'm be gonna better. kill myself yeah i think at that at that point she's so she's so far gone that it would it wouldn't have been obviously she's not so obviously far gone. obviously I, committing suicide is never the answer i don't think but she's i think so that far it would have been enough. it would have been re, it would have been realistic to think that she could have committed suicide at that point Sounds like if Chris it, is that saying that wouldn't that. have felt true to me. I don't think she was so far gone. Know, you disagree to as I'm not. I'm not upset herself. that it didn't happen. Things must have got pretty dark, though, huh? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Things a, got a, dark. A reveal happens. A reveal happens that is pretty dark, and it gets her. Which wasn't actually my favorite moment of the season. I thought it sort of veered towards the the melodramatic with the way it was played. Yeah, it definitely becomes a, a drama at the end. But. Yeah, it was just a really, really fine show. Yeah. And I, I would you, love to see it back for a second. Have season. you heard if it's going to become come back? What? Have you heard if it's going to come back? Uh, yeah, I actually listened to a podcast with um, Phoebe Waller-Bridge hmm. of The uh, of the Ringer, uh, Andy Greenwald podcast, and she said that she's sort of in the midst of deciding whether or not to, to bring it back. That's cool. It seems like it's sort of up to her whether she has another story to tell. And that she said, if she were to bring it back, she would it would be something radically different than what we got. That's this cool. Season. Mm, the... I would just, 
I would just really love to spend more time with, with that character. The, the weird scheduling thing about these BBC shows that are on American streaming networks is the, the way it at least works with Netflix with like Peaky Blinders is um, they cre- they cre- have to create the series for the BBC. It has to all air on the BBC, the entire oh. series, and then mm-hmm. that time period, and then it comes on the yeah, Netflix. It be so it could be a very year. long it probably time. Probably will be close to another year. Interesting. Pro- probably more like two years. They have to make it, then yeah, air it. Currently, she doesn't have a second season yeah. in the work, so that'll take some time. Yeah. So, but it's a great show. You should definitely watch it. Let's, uh, let's just go over what we're going to be talking about next week, what we're watching this week, uh, so we uh, you know, can talk, talk about it. So for, for next week, we're going to keep talking about American Horror Story. We're going to keep talking about Atlanta. We're going to start watching uh, the new H- HBO, right, Westworld. We're all mm-hmm. looking forward to that. So we'll talk over the first episode of that next week. And then we're also going to do um, a nice talk about the third season of Transparent. Yes. Yep. Anything else? Uh... And Ash vs. Evil Dead Season 2 comes back. I'll if no, Neither of you two watch it, but I'll at least mention it. Do a little quick hit. Yeah. Uh, as will I with Shameless, which comes back All right. tomorrow night, Sunday. Very cool. And as always, very nice talking to you guys today. Mike, where can we find you online? You can follow me on Twitter at linguistics underscore. And Chris. Follow me on Twitter as well at that Morris, T H A T M O R R I S. And for me, uh, since I do not have an active Twitter, you guys know that, right? Because otherwise, you'd definitely be, be following me. Yep. Right. Uh, you can find me, therealjeffmore.com. Come and, uh, come and check it out. Uh, other than that, thanks again for listening, and we will uh, we'll be back next week. Thanks a lot. Bye.